Grace, mercy, and peace be unto you from God our Father and our Lord and Savior, Jesus the Christ. Amen. The text for our Gospel proclamation comes from the Gospel reading of St. John in chapter 21 and serves as the theme for our third Sunday in Easter. You either fear him or love him. It has often been said about polarizing figures. You either love them or hate them. This can be said of movie stars, political leaders, musicians, and any number of culturally significant people that have had a major impact on everyone. Che Guevara is one of these figures that absolutely mystifies me. Why does this man have a t-shirt and why do so many people sport it? He was responsible for the death of hundreds, if not thousands, under the Castro regime. He longed to destroy New York City with nuclear missiles. He persecuted gays, blacks, and religious people. He loved material wealth and private luxuries, despite his image as an ascetic. And yet, here he is in 2019, the darling of Hollywood and Madison Avenue alike, in spite of all these carefully documented atrocities. Truly, he is the perfect example of you either love him or hate him. I have to tell you, I'm done with making sense out of people these days. Doesn't seem to matter who they are or what they have accomplished. People of note always have the potential to disappoint us. And please, don't get me wrong. I do not put myself on any pedestal either. I'm one of two kinds of people in this world. I have either disappointed you or eventually I will. Charles Barkley effectively picked up on this when people were worshipping sports athletes as worthy examples for children to emulate. He famously said in 1993, I am not a role model. Just because I dunk a basketball doesn't mean I should raise your kids. That immediately inspired a hailstorm of criticism, which today would be tame by comparison with the trolls of the internet and the Twitter feed battles that rage in our halls of social discontent. But in those days, he was definitely a man that you either hated or loved based on that honest statement alone. And while I never loved him, I really appreciated his honesty, which forced me to think, who should our role models be? After all, who exists that is universally loved and will not indeed fail us? Certainly, Jesus is the only perfect man of all time. And certainly, he was hated and loved sometimes by the very same people. Crowds adored him and followed him everywhere he went, as long as he was healing them and feeding them. No doubt he was popular, and that is what made him hated as well. As the Messiah, he came into this world, ironically enough, to die. 
but he died by the hands of men who were threatened by his presence and feared he would take their kingdoms away from them. When people discovered who Jesus really was, that was when love frequently turned to hate almost overnight. When they realized Jesus was not there to make all their wildest dreams come true, that was when they became a nightmare for our Lord. When they realized that his death meant the death of ever living for themselves again, they made it their life's ambition to bury him so deep he would never come up again. Some were more subtle, like Peter in our gospel today. When he first encountered the reality of who Jesus was, all the way back in Luke chapter 5. Here was a preview of today's gospel where they were fishing before, just like today. And Jesus brought in a catch that was impossible for anyone but God. As soon as Peter realized who Jesus really was, he exclaimed, Depart from me, for I am a sinful man, O Lord. You either love him or you hate him. In Peter's case, he simply feared him. And Jesus knew this and immediately consoled Peter, saying, Stop fearing, for from now on you will catch living men. What an incredible turn for Peter that would find its ultimate fulfillment in our gospel reading for today. During World War II, Many people were forced to flee from their homes, hide from the Nazis, or even camp out in the forested wilderness far from the communities they previously lived in. This was because someone was hunting them down to steal from them, to capture them, and use them as bartering chips with the enemy. Or in the case of the Nazis, hunt them down to utterly exterminate them from the face of the earth. The Russians as well as the Germans, were guilty of this. And to be sure, the Allies participated in atrocities as well. As they say in war, nobody is innocent. But as the war came to a close, those who found their haven in foreign countries as refugees, those who fled to the wilderness far away from civilized society, and those who survived the brutality and finality of the concentration camps were slowly set free. They cautiously trusted that it was safe to return to the ravaged homelands. They warily came out of the woods, and they timidly waited by the ovens, wondering what would these liberating soldiers do. Eventually, they joined the throngs of festive celebrators, now confident that the war was over and they could even begin to heal the wounds, repair the damages, and hope for rebuilt lives. With over 20 million civilian and military dead and another 20 million wounded and a cost of 14 trillion in today's dollars, World War II is nothing compared to what we lost all those years ago in the Garden of Eden when Adam and Eve first sinned. Today, our gospel is Eden reversed. We are no longer running and hiding from the consequences of our sins in a vicious and ruthless hunter in Satan who is intent on making us pay for every last one of our misdeeds. 
We are no longer awestruck and terrified by the holiness of our God in our presence. We are no longer grizzled, worn out, sin sick, work exhausted, running through the woods, scared old souls. We are something totally different. We're little children. Jesus says so. In verse 5 of today's gospel, Jesus calls out to his disciples, Children, do you have any fish? And while that may seem an odd way for Jesus to refer to other mature men, it makes perfect sense in light of another time Jesus used such an enduring infant reference. In Matthew 11, Jesus said, I thank you, Father, Lord of heaven and earth, that you have hidden these things from the wise and understanding and revealed them to little children. This gospel today is not for the ones who think it wise to stay in a foreign land, far from their heavenly Father's eternal gifts and forgiveness. This gospel is not for the learned, living off the land of their own wisdom, so certain the sins they sow are better than the fruits of God's righteousness. This gospel today is not even for those poor souls wandering in abject fear of a Satan who simply wants to wipe every Christian from the face of the earth. This gospel is for Jesus' little children, born of his blood that washed away all their sins. These children who ran to their Savior with reckless abandon, knowing he would never reject them and only wants to be with them. These children who dive into the waters of baptism, knowing it cleanses their sins as they are beckoned by their beloved Messiah to come and sit and eat with him again and again and again forever and ever. Amen. This day, in the hearing of this gospel, you will either fear him or love him. But know this for certain. Although Jesus may have feared dying for our sins, even though Jesus may have feared the pain of the scourging and the nails on the cross, and even though he may have cried out in anguish at the thought of his eternal Father abandoning him in the darkest moments of the crucifixion, he never stopped loving us in order to save us from ourselves. Fearing him was once probable, but through faith, anything but loving him is impossible. Amen. Now may that peace, which surpasses all understanding, guard your hearts and your minds in Christ Jesus always. Amen.